Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah Inshallah ta'ala we're continuing with the name of Allah today Al-Kabir Al-Mutakabbir uh, Coming from the root verb Kabara yakburu kabran Or kabura yakburu, uh, yakburu uh, kubran kibaran or kabaratan Which means uh, to get older, to be big or large or great or important or famous Or to become big, large, great, important or famous uh, To become too burdensome or hard or painful or distressing. It can also mean to feel proud or emboldened. So uh, what is this implying? Al-Kabir means the most great, the most sublime, the most significant. And Al-Mutakabbir means the exalted, the uniquely above. And then you might say, well, above what? Above all of his creation, above all of bad qualities, uh, uh, all negative attributions above any imperfections or injustice above all of his enemies and the one that makes everything else insignificant and mutakabbir the one that is so great that everything pales in comparison everything seems insignificant in comparison and in fact they call that extra ta uh, mutakabbir that extra ta is what ta'ut the ta of exclusivity nothing can compare to his greatness he's not just al-kabir the most great but also al-mutakabbir the one who is uh, completely exclusive in his greatness, nothing can compare whatsoever. Al-Kabir is mentioned six times in the Qur'an. Five of those times it shows up with Al-Ali Al-Kabir and one time with Al-Kabir Al-Muta'al. Now Al-Ali means the exalted, Al-Muta'al also similar meaning, the one that is the most uh, lofty, the most high, the most exalted, something along those lines. And so what is the correlation between this idea of being uh, some, something that is lofty or high or exalted being paired with greatness. Why, why these pairings in each instance, five times in one way and one time in another way, but still the same concepts coming together? Well, the correlation is, it's a reminder to us that uh, the greater you become, right, Kabir, the greater you become, whether it's in wealth or strength or status or knowledge or power or anything for that matter, then you must elevate yourself more. Why? Because this is the way Allah Ta'ala is. He is the most great and this is why He is the most high. Uh, and so the greater you become in anything, you want to elevate yourself and become more honorable in that behavior. For instance, if you want to take this, the, these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and apply them in a way that inshallah ta'ala is the most fitting so that you can get closer to Allah ta'ala, well, the more wealth that you have, the more charitable, charitable you should become. This is the, the way zakah is literally designed. It's based on how much wealth you have. Uh, the more strength that you have, uh, then you should use that for more good uh, in helping people move things, lift things, and so forth. The more status that you have, well, then you should use that status to network people to connect good people together, whether it be in marriage or business or whatever the case is. The more knowledge that you have, that's obvious, you should teach pe people more, uh, more and more. And the more power that you have, then you should use that power to stop injustice and to stop oppression. And so, uh, yes, like I said, five times Al-Ali Al-Kabir and one time Al-Kabir Al-Muta'al. This is how uh, it is mentioned in the Qur'an. Um, furthermore, the Prophet said that إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ الْأَمْرَ فِي السَّمَاءِ ضَرَبَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ بِأَجْنِحَتِهَا خُضْعَانًا لِقَوْلِهِ كَالسِّلْسِلَةِ عَلَى صَفْوَانِ When Allah Ta'ala has ordered some sort of affair in the heavens, the angels beat their wings in obedience to his statement, which sounds like the chain, a chain dragging over rocks. So subhanAllah, I'll let you imagine what that sounds like chains dragging over rocks and that's how the wings sound of the angels as they shudder in fear and in awe and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, 
until when the, the fear is finally has left them uh, from these angels, from the shaking has finally left them, uh, left their hearts. They, these angels, they say, what is it, what was it that your Lord has said? What was the revelation? What was the verses of the Quran or the command that Allah Ta'ala has sent? And then uh, uh, the response is from Wallah Ta'ala, but from Jibreel alayhi salam, Al-Haqq wa huwa al-Aliyul Kabir, the truth. What did Allah Ta'ala say? The truth. And He is the most high and He is the most great. So these names of Allah of being Al-Aliyul Kabir, the most high and the most great, are uh, in reference to the revelation itself, subhanAllah, very beautifully. And as for the name of Allah, so that's, that has to do with the name of Allah, Al-Kabir, showing up six times in the Qur'an. As for the name of Allah, Al-Mutakabbir, it is mentioned once in the Qur'an, and uh, it is connected to the names of Allah, Al-Aziz, Al-Jabbar, Al-Mutakabbir, in the ayah that uh, famously mentions many, many different names of Allah. هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون. This is in the end of Surah Al-Hashr, uh, Surah 59, Ayah number 23. He is Allah. The one, uh, other than Him, there is no deity. The sovereign, the pure, the, per, uh, the, the, the most perfect or perfection, the bestower of faith, the overseer, the exalted in might, the compeller, and the superior. So this is the way one translation puts it. But the point is that, yes, Aziz being mighty, Al-Jabbar, the enforcer, and Al-Mutakabbir here being the one who uh, makes everything insignificant by comparison. Al-Mutakabbir also can imply what? The one who is too proud. Uh, and then uh, you might say, too proud for what? And too proud for only good things, of course. Too proud to see injustice go unpunished. Too proud to let the prayers of the believers go unanswered. Too proud to disgrace those who love and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala devotely. Allah ta'ala is al-mutakabbir. And too proud to let uh, you know, uh, the righteous be um, you know, either astray or disgraced or um, uh, humiliated, etc., etc. Um, this is an interesting hadith. Abdullah bin Umar, he narrates, أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قرأ هذه الآية يوما على المنبر. That one time the Prophet was reciting a certain ayah on the minbar and he mentioned what? وما قدر الله حق قدره والأرض جميعا قبضته يوم القيامة والسماوات مطويات بيمينه. That he mentions the verse of the Quran where Allah says, They have not appraised Allah with a true appraisal. Um, while the earth entirely, entirely will be within his grip or on his grasp on the day of resurrection, and the heavens will be folded up in his right hand. And then the Prophet was gesturing like this, and then he gave a physical demonstration, with his hand moving it back and forth, saying what? So uh, Rasulullah while, while he was, and the Lord will be glorifying himself saying what? So as Allah Ta'ala rolls up this creation, Allah Ta'ala will be glorifying himself saying what? Ana al-Jabbar, Ana al-Mutakabbir, Ana al-Malik, Ana al-Aziz, Ana al-Kareem. He will be saying, I am the compeller, I am the most great, I am the king, I am the mighty, and I am the most generous. And the mimbar began to shake while the Prophet was on top of it to the point that we thought that he would fall down with it. SubhanAllah. Very, very remarkable hadith that the Prophet would speak with such power and that subhanAllah the mimbar itself began to shake and we were worried that it would fall as he's describing how everything is going to be wrapped up and Allah Ta'ala will be describing the greatness of himself subhanAllah so what should be the effect that this name has on us clearly a sense of awe 
we should recognize and remember that Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَهُ الْكِبْرِيَاءُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And to him belongs all the grandeur within the heavens and the earth, and he is the exalted in might and wise. So he has all the kibriyat, all the grandeur, because he is al-kabir, he is al-mutakabir, that's why. And also we should remember that we ourselves want to become great. Now obviously, will we, will we ever be like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Not even close, of course, you know, trying to be that level of greatness, this is ridiculous and uh, you know, not realistic. However, uh, we should seek to have greatness in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seek to have status and be a great servant in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and uh, we should not be impressed with the status uh, of people, nor should we be impressed if people put us on a high status. Yes, it could be a nice thing, but at the end of the day, what matters is not about your wealth or your strength or your beauty. These things will fade. What really matters is the greatness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having humility and kindness and being charitable and patient. These are the qualities you want to have. Become great uh, so you can be with al-mutakabbir, the one who is the most great. Uh, become great in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala. How do you do that? By having humility, avoid arrogance. The Prophet ﷺ defined arrogance for us and said what? Al-kibru batarul haq wa ghamtun nas. Pride is the disdain of truth and contempt for people. This is a very comprehensive statement because when somebody is being arrogant, they reject the truth. And when their arguments don't work, and when people say, listen, you're wrong, and let's explain why, when you have no response, because the clear truth is that you're wrong, what do you do instead? Instead of attacking the message, you attack the messenger. Instead of actually debating the issue, you start making it personal attacks and you know uh, insulting people and so on and so forth. That's why these two come together so beautifully. You reject the truth and then you have disdain and you look down upon and you have contempt for people. These two things really do go hand in hand. And so we want to, number one, not reject the truth by accepting the truth of Islam, and number two, not show any disdain towards the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not as great as of a sin. Obviously, the greatest sin is to reject Allah and to be arrogant towards the truth, but then the next sin after that is to have arrogance towards people and uh, to be, uh, you know, um, yeah, uh, arrogant and reject their the truth and attack them personally instead of actually debating the issue, whatever may be. Uh, you know, the contentious issue that you guys are talking about. So what is the cure to arrogance? Uh, well, to recognize that everything that you have is extremely limited. Whatever you're proud of, just know that it's limited, whereas with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's limitless. If you have strength, Allah is the all-powerful. If you have intelligence, Allah is the all-knowing. If you have wealth, Allah is the al-ghani, the, uh, uh, you know, infinitely rich, and so on and so forth. So whatever you have is limited. And know that whatever you have is has been given to you. It's not like you had it eternally because you didn't exist eternally. So whatever you have, it was given to you. Whereas with Allah Ta'ala, he always had these qualities. They were not given to him. They were always inherent to him. And furthermore, know that whatever you have will fade. Whereas with Allah Ta'ala, his perfection lasts forever. So this, when you think about whatever you may be proud of, put it under the microscope for a second and recognize that it's limited in nature. Uh, you didn't get it from yourself. It was given to you at a certain point in time, and it will leave you at a certain point in time. Uh, when you recognize these aspects, then inshallah ta'ala, hopefully uh, the uh, humility will settle in. We know that regardless of his status, the fact that the Prophet, uh, the Prophet Musa salam, was a prophet, he still went up to his teacher, Khidr salam, with a sense of humility. This is extremely important. He's a prophet of Allah, and yet still as a student, he has so much humility. We know this from Surah Al-Kahf, ayah number 66, where Allah says, قَالَ لَهُ مُوسَى هَلْ أَتَّبِعُكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُعَلِّمَنِي مِمَّا عُلِّمْتَ رُشْتَىٰ Musa salam, said to him, May I follow you on the condition that you teach me from what you have been taught of sound judgment, very humbly 
asking to be a student. SubhanAllah, many of us, we don't know anything. Forget about being a prophet. We don't have any status. We don't have any knowledge. And yet we speak so arrogantly. Unfortunately, may Allah forgive us. The Prophet said what? لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال ذرة من كبرن. Whoever has within his heart even a atom's uh, 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 um, weight of pride shall not enter paradise. Furthermore, Urwa um, ibn uh, Zubayr radhanhu he said what? رأيتُ عمر ibn al-Khattab radhanhu is a beautiful story. على عاتقه قربة ماء فقلت يا أمير المؤمنين لا ينبغي لك هذا فقال لما أتاني الوفود سامعين مطيعين دخلت نفسي نخوة فأردت أن أكسرها beautiful beautiful narration that's reported by al-Qushayri in his book al-Risalة al-Qushayri so this is a story about Urwa ibn Zubayr he sees Umar ibn al-Khattab when he was the Amir al-Mu'mineen, when he was the Khalifa. And you can imagine, this is the leader of the uh, empire that just defeated the Romans and the Persians. I mean, we're talking about a gigantic empire that is the biggest on earth at the time. So you can imagine this. So he says, I saw Umar with a water skin on his shoulder, basically doing manual labor. So I said, oh, leader of the believers, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, why are you, why are you doing some manual labor, labor job when you're like literally the most powerful person on this earth at this, at this moment? Get somebody else to do the job, right? So he says, uh, so Umar, he says in response, when some delegations came to me uh, full of people that were listening and obeying me, pride entered my heart, so I wanted to destroy it. SubhanAllah. So you can imagine, it's a very human moment. It's a very beautiful moment, very relatable. I, I would not, not that any of us have been in such a situation, but you can imagine. You can imagine yourself as the leader, and then all these delegates, they come to you, and they're showing you respect, and they're saying, yes, whatever you say, whatever you want, we're going to do it. And then you're like, yeah, I'm the man right now, right? And then he, just the moment that he feels that, he says to himself, I better go do some manual labor, you know? <laughs> I better go outside, and you know, for us, it'd be like, I don't know, mow the lawn, or... I don't know, rake the grass, or I don't know, something, right? Take out the trash, whatever the case is, right? But the point is that, the moment you feel that sense of arrogance, address it. And, uh, you know, if you've got kids, go, cha go change a diaper, perhaps. That might help <laughs> remind you who you are and, uh, you know, uh, inshallah, uh, put you in your place. Ta'ala. So, subhanAllah, it's a very, very beautiful story. The name of Allah, Al-Mutakabbir, is used in the Qur'an in reference to people. And every time it is used in reference to people, it's a negative. Because only Allah Ta'ala can be Al-Mutakabbir in a positive sense. Only Allah Ta'ala can be uh, proud of himself because he has the right to be proud of himself. When it comes to human beings, Allah Ta'ala three times says, uh, uh, or, SubhanAllah, three different instances that Allah Ta'ala says that uh, how wretched is the residence of the arrogant. SubhanAllah, may Allah protect us from being arrogant and having a wretched uh, residence or end or destination. Also, uh, also Allah says, uh, Is there not in hell a residence for the arrogant? And furthermore, Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ إِنِّي عُذْتُ بِرَبِّي وَرَبِّكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ مُتَكَبِّرٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِيَوْمِ الْحِسَابِ But Moses said, Indeed, I have sought refuge in my Lord and your Lord from every arrogant one who does not believe in the day of accounting. SubhanAllah. So many different ayat describing what? You're going to have a, uh, you know, Musa alayhi salam making dua, I just want to stay away from these people. Anybody who's arrogant, Ya Allah, keep me out of their presence. I don't want to, I don't know, follow them on, on social media. I don't want to, I don't know, watch their videos or movies or whatever the case is. Keep them away from me. I don't want to be near these people. SubhanAllah, very powerful statement. And then these people are going to have a wretched destination. 
And uh, furthermore, Allah Ta'ala says what? كَذَلِكَ يَتْبَعُوا اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ قَلْبٍ مُتَكَبِّرٍ جَبَّارٍ Thus does Allah seal over every heart belonging to an arrogant tyrant. SubhanAllah, Allah is saying what? I will seal over his heart. And this ayah is actually further explained when Allah says, سَأَصْرِفُ عَنْ آيَاتِيَ الَّذِينَ يَتَكَبَّرُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ I will turn away from my signs those who are arrogant upon the earth without right. You will be averted from the truth. Imagine. You could look out the window and see the incredible creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You could open up the Qur'an and find any ayah inspiring you. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, if you have arrogance in your heart, I will ensure that all of this guidance will just be averted from you. It, it will never land. Why? Because your reception, I, 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 I will, this is the punishment for the arrogant people. Why is this the case? Because Allah ta'ala tells us uh, in a hadith Qudsi, Al-kibriya'u rida'i wal-azamatu izari waman wahidan minhuma Pride is my cloak and greatness is my robe and whoever competes with me with regards to either of them, I shall throw him into hell. Don't compete with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it comes to pride. Rather, you need humility. Only Allah ta'ala can be uh, proud and Allah ta'ala is so proud and so great that everything else pales in comparison. This is why you can't even make a movement, subhanAllah, in salah. You can't even begin your salah without saying what? Allahu Akbar. How amazing is this? Why? Because Allah ta'ala commanded it. Right near the beginning of, of Revelation in, in Surah uh, uh, Muddathir, ayah number three. And your Lord, you have to magnify, glorify, mention that Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Furthermore, why do we say Allahu Akbar all the time? Because it's one of the best things that you could possibly say. As the Prophet tells us, The most beloved words to Allah are four. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, it's part of the greatest things that you could possibly say. Why do we say Allahu Akbar with every movement in our salah? Because recognizing that Allah is unrivaled in His greatness is the essence of tawheed and the removal of shirk. It's also because, number two, uh, or you could say this is at this point is the fourth reason, uh, because the believer must clear his mind of all distractions, declaring that all other concerns are trivial when standing before Allah Ta'ala. You have to keep clearing your mind. Whatever is distracting me, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater than that. And with every movement, you are saying what? You're declaring that Allah is greater than whatever may possibly be dist distracting you. And of course, another reason is because the believer must humbly acknowledge that no matter how much he understands about Allah Ta'ala, his knowledge doesn't grasp Allah's greatness, and hence, regardless of how, what, uh, how great you believe Allah is, He is still greater. That's why the statement, Allahu Akbar, doesn't mean that Allah is great. Or it doesn't even mean Allah is the greatest. It means actually, Allah is greater. Greater than what? Insert whatever you want. Greater, it's, a, it's a statement that is open-ended. Allah is greater. Greater than everything, anything, whatever you want. Allah is always greater and greater and greater. This is why we say, Allahu Akbar. Final hadith I want to mention today is that the arrogant, well, another reason to stay away from arrogance is because the arrogant will be raised on judgment day as small as tiny ants. So the, your, the, your level of arrogance is going to shrink you down. If, if a person is arrogant, that's how they will appear on judgment day. As, Allah as the Prophet says, what? يُحْشَرُ الْمُتَكَبِّرُونَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَمْثَالَ فِي سُورِ الرِّجَالِ The proud or the arrogant will be gathered on the day of judgment or day of resurrection. Uh, resembling tiny particles, or you could even say like small ants in the image of men. So basically they'll be, they will have been shrunk down, uh, re uh, demonstrating how tiny they were in terms of their significance. Why? Because they thought of themselves as so great. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from arrogance. May Allah Ta'ala make us humble, especially towards Him, because He is Al-Kabir and Al-Mutakabbir. Jazamdara khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.